0: Back on another one, Dr. Zero Trust uh, talking with Ian McShane from Arctic Wolf. Uh, Ian, why don't you give a rundown on kind of who you are, what you do, and uh, why people should listen?
1: (laughs) I don't know why people should listen. I don't
0: know why anyone would, yeah.
1: (laughs) I think um, most people probably know me from my time at an analyst firm starting with G, um, where I spent a lot of time doing endpoint stuff. Um, I've done my time at a bunch of security vendors, and I'm currently – the VP of strategy for Arctic Wolf, who do um, security operations for the masses.
0: So so let's go into that. So when you say security operations for the masses, um, I want I, I want to scratch at that because I deal with a lot of people that say that MSSP services, this is really more of a thing for enterprise and they ignore SMB, but you guys have just been crushing it with that particular focus.
1: Well, this, this is the interesting thing. And like, this is one of the, the big lessons I learned from my time as an analyst, right? I was a, a product guy before that, and a security vendor. And I don't know why I didn't think of it when I was working for security vendors. But like, as a product manager, you want to deliver cool shit, right? I don't know if you can swear on you this. Can so yeah, you mind. can
0: say shit. Yeah, You can say shit, fuck all that stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I you know, you wanted to build cool shit, you wanted to, like, you wanted to be Mr. Robot, right? You didn't want to be Mr. Ed doing the basic stuff. And the reality is that most organizations, almost all organizations, right, and not ready for the cutting edge stuff. Like we saw, we saw that with EDR, right? We saw EDR come out in what, 2011, 2012. And it's only what, in the last year, maybe two years that it started to reach maybe peak adoption. It's just it just takes so long for mainstream organizations and the further down market you get. And um, I think vendors seem to treat them with like those smaller companies with a bit of disdain right you get oh you can get you know norton antivirus or you can get you know mcafee consumer stuff you can get all of the you know the small business stuff but at the end of the day those organizations have got the same security aspirations right they still want to transact they still want to grow their business they still want to do a lot of it online they want to digitize how they're doing things but they don't get the same level of respect that i don't know a, a fortune 100 company would get and it's super frustrating and that's one of the the things i picked up on at my time as my time in my time as an analyst and seeing arctic wolf being able to deliver essentially advanced capabilities to to smaller organizations that truly need that assistance has been you know kind of refreshing
0: where where do they i mean where do they have it wrong most of the time because i mean i know i'm leading the witness here right but i mean as (laughs) running into those small mid-sized organizations um like you said they're not it's not usually because they just don't give a damn, but they're usually wrong somewhere. Have you seen like a, a trend or something that's just like this is kind of where it usually is off, off base?
1: I mean, I, I'll challenge you with the word wrong. right? I think, I think one of the things that really gets my goat about InfoSec or cybersecurity in general is that, and, and I'll generalize by saying we, like we tend to talk down to people a lot. Right. We talk down to end users, like end users are stupid. Don't click a hyperlink you idiot. Like no wonder you're getting fished because you're clicking stuff. It's ridiculous. We talk down to, to end users. And I think we do the same with, with organizations that are smaller than enterprise. And I don't think they're wrong. I just don't think they have access to the same resources that everyone else does. Right. in fact, like the majority of organizations I come across and certainly the majority of organizations that come to arts at Wolf, right. They have got everything they need like access to the tools that they need to reach that solid baseline of security maturity right but all you hear the the security marketing is "Oh, more tools you need to do this you need to buy that you need to subscribe to this but really they need more help in the operationalization right whether that's like fully managed whether that's hybrid i think you can start going up market pretty far and still come across those same kind of challenges right and I guess what I'm saying is all that our customers have these security tools in place and a lot of them are buying, spending a lot of money, right? If you think about the vendors, that are in the top right of various research documents. Most organizations invest in that area, yet they still struggle with breaches. They still struggle to understand what they need to do next. They still struggle to keep up with stuff. And so I think it's, it's not necessarily that they're doing things wrong. It's just the, the sheer scale of information security is too great for many organizations of of plenty of different sizes too
0: but don't do you do you think that i and i agree with you i think i think you're right i think we'd spend a lot of time um sitting in our ivory tower sniffing our own farts and saying it smells like potpourri (laughs) but i think um that 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 issue that i run into because i do a lot of pro bono work with like um you know clinics and people that can't afford cybersecurity stuff i just help them if i can but i think Mm -hmm. i think that it's one of those deals too where the the market has kind of twisted the narrative so much in front of these folks that they're sitting there trying to figure out what to do, and there's so much stuff that doesn't work like i I categorically am not a fan of people that rely on like phishing training. I think it's useful, I think it's needed, but it doesn't stop someone from clicking a fucking link
1: dude, it's security theater it, do- it doesn't do anything right it's uh don't get me started i'll lose my people
0: i mean i've had people yeah like i've i've talked with folks in one of the and especially in the midsize where one of the first things they say is we have a great training program i'm like sure so does everybody else
1: <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but so this is what i ask is like what when you say great what do you mean is it great for the company because they've covered their ass and they can fire someone for doing something wrong, right? And just say, sorry, we trained you, you're an idiot, get out. And then that that's the liability for a security incident done. Is that, is that what they're going for? Or is the training actually useful and is providing some insights into, you know, what does what are do all these stupid buzzwords mean that we all love in security?
0: Well, is it do you think in small and midsize, it's more, um, more of an endpoint ish problem? Or is it more of a corporate security sort of infrastructure problem? Because I mean, you could you could run a small business in straight up G stuff and be fine. I think, um, but they're, you know, they, you still see a lot of things like mixing into that mix. And my, I spent a lot of time going like, well, what, what, what's the purpose of this thing?
1: I think there's a lot of, a lot of the, the threat sappers can go away if organizations are able to use Chromebooks and G suite. Right. And then, then all you've got to worry about then is like phishing. you know, secure your, um, Secure your credentials. And that's the majority of the threat landscape gone from an end user perspective, right? That doesn't count the infrastructure before the pernickety, the viewers here start saying it's full of shit because that's not everything. But, yeah. the, you know, if you start looking at that threat, the threat landscape and what you can actually control, like there's a, there's a ton of stuff that you can do from a basics perspective. But as you get broader and broader, you add more infrastructure, you add more, you know, cloud services, you add more complexity just to the day-to-day job. For, for ordinary employees and normal human beings that come to work and do their job, that's where things get more complex and trying to trying to explain why one thing is bad. And, and I use the example a lot, like clicking links. Like everyone, everyone and their dog says, you got fish because you clicked links. Fishing training says, oh, you, should, you shouldn't have clicked that link. I had one the other day, like where I clicked a link and it's like, I just clicked it to see where it was going. I wanted to see what, the, what it was gonna call me. I didn't give it any credentials, didn't have to do any, you know, sign into anything. It just said, you've clicked a malicious link. I'm like, God damn it. No, it doesn't mean doesn't tell me anything. How does that even help?
0: Yeah, right. Oh, you stepped on a landmine. Um, okay, like, <laughs> yeah, wish, Oops. yeah. Yeah, thanks. yeah, oopsie. And I, I, I guess that, that that other piece too, like you're saying, right? The, the ability to operationalize is where there's so much of a problem. And it's, that's, that's a really hard thing to solve.
1: It is. And I think like, it's becoming more like it's I think managed services has got a bit of a, a bad reputation. And I think there's like 10 years, 20 years of, of big dinosaur vendors that have kind of ruined the, the potential around managed services. Right. But if you think about it more in terms of if you use modern terms around it and talk about it in terms of automation, like NDR service or a managed SOC service, for example, you don't necessarily have to call it a managed services to automating the triage. You know, you don't you don't want to have to deal with it yourself. You're letting someone else take care of it. And I think it's become more and more interesting for organizations that realize they can't hire people. They've got too many tools. They've got too many things to manage and even like mid-sized organizations. Right. End up with what 30, 40, 50 security tools. I can't even remember. I was, I'm sure I read some of your re- your old research um, not long ago that talked about an astronomical number of security vendors in um, in the average company and i'm like well if you've got all of those capabilities and those tools and you haven't got enough people to do it why are you still trying to invest in more i don't understand why <laughs> or how this industry continues to be able to sell tools it's it's, it's ridiculous and cool. it like it reminds me it reminds me kind of like 2018 when i used to take inquiry calls about people asking oh i need some machine learning like and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun of, of people that have genuine questions. But when the industry is telling you you need to get machine learning to improve your security, and no one's explaining what that means, how that works, or what you're going to do, you end up with a ton of wasted time and, and money. And we see that a lot with the amount of overlapping tools that people have in organizations that you know could be doing better, but they're spending money in the wrong place.
0: So then, I, it, it, the, the operational piece also is a. An optimization piece of that as well, right? I mean, I I was on a call with somebody this morning that had the the networking people literally couldn't even figure out which networking things they were using, and it was like we don't see that this is an issue because they had five or six or seven of them, and it was like, well, which one does what? No one could say, <laughs> but and, and that's 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 why I, I'm I'm trying to. I want to see what you think is like, is is that why this cost center just keeps becoming a cost center because it's just more for the sake of more?
1: I just think it's it's the fashion to add more onto it. Right. If there's a problem, we're going to solve it with another tool. If there's another problem, we're going to solve it with another tool. And I think it's just spiraled and spiraled. And like, I think we're getting to the, the pinnacle of that now where organizations are starting to say, look, I'm not going to buy any more stuff because we're not using everything that we're paying for. And when you start to see. And I'm trying not to shield too hard for my own company. But, you know, when you see um, Arctic Wolf coming in and saying to organizations, you've got, you know, you're getting 12 alerts of the same information from different technologies, you know, what are you paying those 12 different things for? Like, if you can get that from one, what's what's the usefulness of having that overlap? And maybe if you didn't spend, you know, 300 grand on three tools every year, how many employees, is that going to buy you to be able to staff your security operations right? or to actually do some strategic security work?
0: Yeah, that. Um, I mean, that, that 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 ability to have the right things to solve the right problems that actually make a difference is one. Do you do you guys find that uh, or or maybe it's it's a I think it's a perfectly valid question, right? Is when you're when you're working with a new customer, is there a period of. Uh, figuring out what they actually have? Are you doing like penetration testing or red team or what? Or is it just like, look, we don't understand security fix us. How does that work?
1: It's sometimes it's a combination of both is that, you know, they've, they've got security staff or, right? you know, more often than not is one person that's, that's dedicated to, to security or dedicated to it and security, and they're just trying to do too much. And, and like what it comes down to is like our approach is it's giving them additional humans, right? You, you've been around the block as, as long as I have, maybe not quite as long as I have, I'm greater <laughs> than you. But like, close. There's, there's always been this, you know, false promise of um, security vendors being the extension of your IT team, the extension of your security team, right? And it's, it's never really panned out until, ta-da, Arctic Wolf, until like we, like we figured out how to scale that human element. So we're able to dedicate the same people to the same customer. So they actually get, you know, an extension to their security team. And that's really important because it goes beyond technology. Like, you know, as well as I do, that information security isn't solved just by technology. You're never going to automate the human out of everything. And so you need humans that not only understand security, but you need humans that understand business and hopefully your business. So the way that we approach it is that we want to learn everything about the organization, what's critical and what's not like, which assets are the ones that are, are important. And if organizations don't know, we can help them through that process and i think that's where the difference between like a knee-jerk investment in security and an actual security plan is different because it's a it's a journey not a you know destination right
0: it's it's not a one and done it's a long term marathon right yeah yeah because i i think that that well and that's something um that's that's interesting too in the small and mids so i i typically find that the the big enterprise because they know that it's a battleship and it takes a lot of yardage to turn a battleship. They know that this is going to be a years like I'm working on one right now where they're planning to be zero trustee by 2030. And I was like, actually, that's probably, probably relatively accurate for you guys. But these small and mid-sized businesses, they're sitting there wanting the fix. They want to know, you know, where's the, where's the, 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 the rail of cybersecurity that I bang at a party and all of a sudden I'm good to go.
1: Yeah, and, and, and the unfortunate thing I think is, is that a lot of organizations are looking in the wrong place for that that easy button or that that thing that's going to solve it. Right? I th- again, I think there's so much marketing in our kind of cybersecurity bubble that everyone is focused on the endpoint, right? Endpoint vendors are the ones that are, you know, the, becoming the household names if they're not household names already. Um, those that, you know, have been listening to the usual like XDR or AI buzzword marketing for the last couple of years should be forgiven for... <laughs> fall into the endpoint. Endpoint's going to solve everything. But like, honestly, if I look at the detections in across our SOC, like the most high fidelity detections don't come from the endpoint. They come from Office 365. They come from behavioral uh, analysis, right? They don't come from activity on the endpoint. And I, I, I see the same kind of conversation a few times in uh, on Twitter, on Infosec Twitter, about um, people being surprised that, companies don't follow up when they get a malware alert, you know, a successfully blocked malware alert and they just move on to the next thing. And it's kind of crazy because to me, that would be the canary in the coal mine if something bad's happening because it's getting to the endpoint. Like, it's not like, yeah, endpoint saved the day. It's like, cool, endpoint stopped that. But what didn't they stop or what else is is on that chain to get there?
0: Yeah. And that a that that piece of being able to. I think that's what I find missing with most of the stuff in the space is that Total contextual picture. Like, I think we have, uh, I, I'm Sim and all those other things. I think it's a great uh, sort of approach of like, you go to the doctor and the doctor walks in and he goes, Hey, you're really sick and these results prove it. And then they leave. And you're like, Well, wait a minute. <laughs> I want, can you tell me <laughs> yeah. the whole picture here? Is there a treatment plan? Is there a fix? Am I going to die tomorrow? But no, they're just like, Yep, doctor <laughs> said you're, you're wrecks. And you figure, yeah,
1: exactly. And, and like, you, you think, like, the doctor analogy is an interesting one, right? Because there's a lot of treatments for similar sounding things. And I think we get this, we get the same issue in security. Like we know that a lot of the security tools work very, very well when they're like funded, when they're managed, when you know, actively managed rather than just like installed and left to, to fester, right? So maybe it's not actually a product problem that we have or a tools problem, right? And I think that's what Arctic Wolf is has um figured out a long time ago. Like of, of course, right? There are some real clown shoes products from time to time, right? But (laughs) genuinely, (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: there's
1: a nod nod to my friend, uh, Anton, um, with the the word clown shoes or clown show. But if if the products work for some organizations, then it can't be a tools problem, right? So it has to be that operational failure of the industry. We're just making it too hard for normal organizations to be able to use this stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only people that want to be security people are security people, right? Why should we make everybody be a security? I I don't want to know shit about finance or HR. Or I, I don't want to know it, so I shouldn't have to. But why Why do we think everybody in HR and finance has to know security?
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, we just we just have this really interesting focus on bleeding age technology about, you know, TTPs being able to detect this stuff and really smart people putting all this stuff together. And, you know, we we've had this really interesting journey of going from like standalone AV to, God damn it, next gen AB is going to get slapped for saying that, right? And then like EDR and then Sim and the disappearance of Sim and the reappearance of Sim and Soar and everything. And then yeah, look at the clock and it's like, tw- it's like 2022. And yeah. like, I was expected to have flying cars and stuff, but no, nope, we're still looking at alerts going left, right and center, right?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, we, we, well, I, th- I saw a flying motorcycle in Dubai. Maybe that's something people could ride. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Seriously? Oh, yeah. I was like, I would fucking die on that in about six seconds. But, yeah.
1: <laughs> i'm scared to ride my own motorcycle That like a flying
0: one yeah yeah it's uh one of those deals where you look at it and you go instantly that's a bad idea um yeah not <laughs> how, how does uh, yeah. i mean uh, how does the acceptance for arctic wolf right i mean everybody else in the cyberspace has got some sort of cyber guard shield something but you guys are arctic wolf and i, I think it's just kind of interesting to understand like how is how is the marketing around arctic wolf put together. I mean, it, you know, I would look at that and be like, oh, is that maybe a, uh, I don't know, a, a four by four that I take out in the woods or something?
1: <laughs> it's, you know, it's funny. Um, we just had our 10 year anniversary, right? So the company years. was born wow. 10 years ago, 10 years ago. So it's a decade. And so we had the, one of the founders um, who's still the chairman, Brian Naismith. He gave like a nice uh talk internally about the, the history and showed some some nice photos of some of the the architects and the founders um i don't remember what he said about the genesis for the name arctic wolf it, there was some interesting names it's a cool name I mean, it's
0: a badass name but
1: I, I i really buy into it and you think about like the pack mentality and protecting everyone i think it, it bleeds well into like Things like HR, like you come and work for the pack, and the pack's sense. got your back. The market, the marketing was almost writes itself. From, from yeah, 100%. no,
0: I mean, yeah, hadn't thought of that one. That's actually a pretty, pretty cool twist on it. Okay, I mean, I've, yeah, yeah um, okay. So a couple, a couple more questions because I need to get other stuff to do. But I, I, I just wanted to ask the, the specific question on: Do you think it's smart for an organization that makes, I don't know, whatever small business that makes candy? Should they be trying to be a candy company that does cybersecurity? Or should they be like, look, we make candy, we need some help on our cyber. And I'm, I'm, again, leading the witness here.
1: 100% everyone needs help. I don't care who they are. I don't care whether it's a small company or a big company. And there are, you know, other vendors are available. Arctic Wolf do a great job at what we do. And we can help organizations understand what's their cyber risk today and how do you start minimizing and, and taking that journey to, to end cyber risk. Um, so, 100% get some help because at the end of the day, with the smaller the company is, the less likely you are to be able to hire the people you need to to do the job. Cybersecurity doesn't turn off at the end of the day. I mean, maybe it does if you're small Hopefully. enough to shut down everything at the end of the day. I don't know, but you know, most organizations' IT is running. Your, your businesses are 24 by seven, and you know, that's the same with adversaries. They're not going to go. Oh, I better wait until the morning to give them you know the fair chance of defending against this. So to be able to run that kind of 24 by seven thing, you need at least what, five, six, seven people. And that's just the basics to keep the lights on. So, yeah, like 100 percent, try and get some help. There are organizations that are willing to, to help and honestly do the right thing. That's the main thing.
0: It's OK. Super. Because that's that's the answer I give. So at least I know I'm not totally off. And then the other question. was,
1: <laughs> Either that what? or we're both talking shit. I don't yeah, know.
0: right. Probably well, a little bit. But I mean, the, the other question is, do you, do you feel that um, being uh operational or i guess you'd call it good in cybersecurity posture efficacy whatever is a competitive enabler for a business yes or no
1: yes 100
0: see i i've had somebody recently on like stuff that i put out that they were like no it's not a competitive enabler blah blah, blah. And i was like you're fucking dumb like that doesn't make a <laughs> you. seriously
1: I, I mean how can it be how could it not be, be?
0: Like, yeah i mean I, I, don't
1: give, I don't give a crap about you or my customers or my you know cyber security or anything i'm just here don't worry about or, it it's yeah easy. if
0: i get if i get breached i can get back to business faster than somebody else that doesn't i mean that's time to market like i and i, I just wanted to make sure that i wasn't you know sniffing my own farts because i was like that seems like a really stupid <laughs> response
1: i'm with you man that's that sound like a stupid response <laughs>
0: perfect uh all right last one so um i always ask at the, at the end of this thing like what is something you would tell someone not to do we got lots of what to do how to get better all the other awesome stuff what would you say to a, a business or an individual or whatever don't do this in this particular context around cyber Pick it <laughs> don't
1: treat your end don't tra- treat your end users like idiots like for most organizations they are your detection and your response to ransomware so you know help them understand when something looks suspicious. Don't treat them like fucking idiots.
0: <laughs> Great, there you have it. I wish I wish I could put that out there. Don't treat them like fucking idiots cuz I I'd probably have to put out I probably have to put a little blip on the fucking part, but it is what it is, you know. <laughs> well, um Here we go. I, I appreciate you taking the time. Ian McShane from Arctic Wolf. Thanks, man. It's always good to talk to you and it's glad to know that I'm um so you validated some of my thinking, which is always suspect, so I appreciate it.
1: I hope it's the right train of thought, man. Otherwise we're both tools.
0: (laughs) Thanks a lot. Thanks, man. Disclaimer. The information in this podcast episode, AKA episode is provided for general information purposes only by listening to this episode. You understand that this is not specific technical guidance from the host. No information contained in this episode should be construed as security advice from the author, host, or guest, nor... Is it intended to be a substitute for security advice on any particular subject matter? No listener of this episode should act or refrain from acting on the basis of any information included in or accessible through this episode without seeking the appropriate technical or other professional advice on the particular facts and circumstances that are discussed. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All views expressed therein are those of the host and his guest and should not be considered as being endorsed by nor related to the host or the guest employers.